You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. For the next hour, you're listening to the Classic Auto Mall podcast, broadcast from the Classic Auto Mall studio in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Classic Auto Mall is a world-class facility conveniently located just an hour west of Philadelphia on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. The building is over 336,000 square feet and full of over 650 classics for sale and 300 barn finds on display. Check out all the inventory on the website, ClassicAutoMall.com. If you have any questions for our host or guest, email us at podcast at ClassicAutoMall.com during the live broadcast times of 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern on Saturdays. Now, on to the show with our host, the president of Classic Auto Mall, Stuart Howden. Thank you, Steve, and good morning to all if you're listening to us live, and not good morning to you if you're listening to us any other time. (laughs) I have to remember that, that we're only live for an hour, and most people probably will listen through a podcast or later on later on iTunes or Spotify or any of that. By the way, just some uh, house cleaning here. Chariots of Fire Turkey Run Car Show is not going to be today. Today being Saturday, uh, November the 13th. Yes. And uh, uh, because of the weather, uh, it looks like we're going to get some rain this afternoon. It looks as we're looking out the window in the parking lot, we see a bunch of people who probably look disappointed that they're not having the show. <laughs> they, they didn't check social media. They didn't check social media or however they find out these things. But but uh, anyway, it's going to be uh, next uh, Saturday, November the 20th, uh, the Turkey Run Car Show. Um, uh, it'll be – the registration is $15, and you are requested to bring two per- non-perishable food items. So uh, if you can make it out next Saturday, probably, it'll be the last car show of the season here uh, and the last car show that uh, Pastor Weed puts on. His Chariots of Fire does a great job. They do, I think, four – shows a year here at our place and then uh, i think they do some oh look at that going by oh cool yeah so uh there's lots of hot rods coming in so anyway um on with the show boy oh boy oh boy the cars are coming in the consignments it's amazing how many cars we've taken in uh last month was 120 new consignments really yeah i mean just unbelievable it's um uh We've this year alone, we just surpassed. Uh, I think it was on Thursday, nine hundred consignments for the year. Unbelievable! Yeah, so will the guys taking pictures and writing the descriptions say that as well too? Yeah, like, please, gosh, stop! <laughs> Can we have a break? I was thinking about that. They put so much detail into those things. It must take. I mean, they, I know you're backlogged a little bit. But, yeah, but. Man, just to, to, do you think to take a blank piece of paper and to write about a car? Sometimes you got really good information, and sometimes you have some good information. You know, not everybody knows everything about the car that they own. Unfortunately, um, if you buy one, you know, if you buy one at an auction or you buy one off of an estate, uh, all the documentation may be missing. There maybe it never was. I mean, I have people who have bought cars who literally don't even know what size the engine is. Right. You know, and and it's not because they're stupid. <laughs> it's because they. Um, uh, you know, we're never told and it, you know, it could be one of about two or three different things. Now there are engine codes and things like that. So what happens to a lot of times is that the car will come here and we will decode it for them mm-hmm. and they'll think, Oh my goodness, I thought all along it had a 350 and now it's, you're telling me it's a 360 or it's a 390 or whatever the case may be. And so a lot of times we've educated people because not everybody knows where to look for the numbers on an engine or transmission or rear end. Uh, and I bet no- the Cobra guy was really disappointed to find out he didn't have a 427. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You mean I didn't? I just bought a 289? Is that it? Yeah. Oops. So, whoopsie daisy. Yeah. I mean, and, and a lot of people, you know, you ask people, 
oh, well, how do you know that this car is whatever? It's matching numbers, for example. Mm-hmm. How do you know that? Well, because the guy I bought it from told me. Oh, well, that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that the guy that you bought it from is lying. It may mean that he was told that. And so it just perpetuates down the line uh, as you as as time goes on. It's like whispering something into somebody's ear and then whispering it to the next person. And you know. I think you're going to have a guest on at some point, the attorney who uh – really tracks this kind of thing yeah bruce shaw uh is a friend of ours who's a car collector and loves to come out and visit classic auto mall on a regular basis but he's also an attorney um and he will be on the show and we'll talk about things like that and you know uh a lot of it has to do with intent um Mm -hmm. you know if you intended to defraud somebody then that's one thing but a lot of people just don't know right or they were told that or that they just assume that i think that a lot of people you got to be careful in writing descriptions on cars about what you say and don't say because if you t- say you can't lead somebody to believe something like mileage is always an issue right. because it may say 22,000 miles on the odometer but the title may read exempt so how do you really prove the mm-hmm. 22,000 miles well you really can't right now you're not necessarily most cars that are over 10 years old i think they claim exempt anyway basically it's very difficult i know that pennsylvania was always an issue that like if you had a very low mileage car you had a 87 grand national and had 22 original miles on it and you'd take it to the dmv and they'd just mark it exempt well mm-hmm. there goes the value mm-hmm. you know you really need that uh, documentation and that's something that uh, a, a lot of guys who are in the business know to do when they go to the dmv is hey don't mark this exempt you know it doesn't i don't think it changes anything mm-hmm. as far as the state is concerned, but uh, I think that, uh, you know, it certainly changes value in a car. And it certainly leads the people to think, well, maybe maybe it isn't the real low mileage thing. And, you know, the difference between an 87, we, we've said this before, an 87 Grand National, I'm using that as an example, mm-hmm. I don't know why, with 22 miles, 2,200 miles, 22,000 miles, 180,000 miles. The pricing difference of that mm-hmm. is staggering. Right. Like, like the one with 22 miles is probably worth six, six, six figures. Yeah, sure. six figures. So mm-hmm. 80 to 100 grand. Uh, the one with 2,200 miles is probably worth 50 grand. Mm-hmm. The one with 22,000 miles is probably worth 25 to 30. And the one with 180,000 is probably worth 10. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when people call us up and say, how much is my car worth? Well, there's <laughs> so many factors. There's a lot of factors. And, and having the original engine and knowing if you do have the original engine. And, you know, the record keeping wasn't that great back in the day. Right. You know, they they didn't. Well, we didn't think about it. Yeah, so. Carfaxes only go back so far. Nineteen eighty. Eighty. And so, and and actually, not even that's a misnomer as well too. It only goes back as far as the the manufacturer had seventeen digits in the VIN. Okay. So some cars, even in eighty one, didn't have seventeen digits. Mm-hmm. And if you load a car like that on eBay, it'll reject it. Interesting. Because it doesn't. Because it's later than nineteen eighty, and it doesn't have seventeen digits in mm-hmm. the VIN. So uh, interesting trivia that knowledge interesting. that we have. But you know, it's good to know these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and so, but but people will call up and they'll say, uh, "You got a '57 Bel Air for sale? Can you get me a Carfax on that?" Mm-hmm. I say, "Well, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't." Uh, but you know, there are ways to research the car that you have. For example, if you just put your VIN number on whatever car it happens to be right. into Google, mm-hmm. sometimes you find nothing. Yep. 
Sometimes you Some, find a whole lot of stuff. Sometimes it shows up on Copart. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> which is the, for those of you who don't know, is the salvage company, which <laughs> right. is uh, not where you want it to show up. But <laughs> but even like a 57 Chevy or something, you'll put in that VIN number, and maybe it's sold at an auction, a Mecham auction at one point mm-hmm. in time, or maybe it's sold on uh, right. um, Bear Jackson or any of the other auction sites. And so then, and there might be information that you never knew about your car, about the history of the way it was restored, or, mm-hmm. you know, I always say that, you know, when you get a car the first thing you do is you grab everything that's paper documentation that goes with the car and you put it aside to make sure that it's safe and protected right because a build sheet for a mopar product or a or, or for a corvette mm-hmm. a tank sticker they call them which is was a piece of paper that designated everything that happened with the car and and they put them in the cars not because they were supposed to they put them in the cars because they had nowhere else to put them right so they didn't want to just fill up a trash can every 10 minutes at at the you know at the assembly line so they would just stick them under the tank or underneath under the, the seat, seat. Yep. or in the back seat and so it wasn't people think that they were supposed to do that and they weren't it was just a way to wow. get rid of the trash oh, that's interesting. you know once the car was built what do you need that for right. anymore well nobody thought about collectability i mean ford seemed to do a better job with record keeping than most of the manufacturers you have uh kevin marty who puts out the marty report and basically he bought all the records from ford or somehow got all the records from ford and that way he can identify what how your car was born and it's funny because it can be one of one if it had the am fm radio you know so it was one of 20 that were in lime green Mm -hmm. uh of those you know one of five that had an automatic and then of those, one of two that had a AM FM radio. It's amazing yeah. the level of detail in the Marty report. Yeah, and the drill down is pretty uh, pretty interesting. And then there's the PHS documentation as well too, which is for Pontiac, and that will tell you similar information about Pontiacs. Um, the problem is, <clears throat> excuse me, a little frog in my throat. That's all right. uh, the problem with those are is that when you tell a person you have a Marty report or a Pontiac PHS Pontiac mm-hmm. Historical Society document. People assume that that means that the car is what it is, you know, that it was the original motor, original transmission, original everything, because it has the report. Mm-hmm. That report doesn't say that that's what's in the car now. Right. It says what the car was born with. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people say, oh, well, it's got a Marty report. It's it's And that, again, comes back to the matching numbers thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, most people say, um, you know, I know it's matching numbers because it has a Marty report. Well, the Marty report will tell you what the number on the engine should be. Doesn't mean what the number on the engine is. Right. So there's all these things, you know, these pitfalls that we're going to educate you over the next, you know, however many years we get to do this. We hope for a long, 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 right. long time. This is episode, by the way, zero 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 nine. So nice. <laughs> yeah. So we've, we're almost into double digits. <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, and we're still we're finding our way here. Um, you know, it's a lot of fun to do, and we've got lots of guests who want to. Be on, but everybody's scheduling and all that is kind of tricky. And, then and always got, looking for new guests. And always looking for new guests. So if you got anybody uh, that you think would be a good guest, or if you think you yourself will That's be right. a good guest, podcast at classicautomall.com, mm-hmm. and we'll review that in-depthly, and we'll get back to you. Our people will call your people. <laughs> right? right? Right. Send a, send a video. or Send a video. Send something. So right. and But but there's lots of things that we've yet to do that we're going to do with this podcast. Mm-hmm. So we're going to, mm-hmm. we need music. We're trying to get Working the rights 
for some music, yep. and we've got a good lead on something that I can't speak of. I, I have too many things that I can't speak right. of. Right. We have not been using royalty for music <laughs> because Stuart wants something very specific, and I, we're working on that we're, right now. Yeah. So, and, and because the royalty for free music is all well and good for whatever you're mm-hmm. doing, but it just sounds to me like canned music. Mm-hmm. I want something that I identify with, and probably the problem is going to be is that, that whatever music I get the okay to do is nobody else will ever have heard of, because this is obscure 70s hard rock B, not even B side, maybe right. like D19 side or whatever. You know? But it was broadcast, so somebody owns it. Somebody owns the rights, and you have to pay for it, because listen, hey, my ex-in-laws, you know, that was how they made their living, was uh, songwriting and getting paid from BMI and ASCAP, and mm-hmm. that's important, and I understand that. Now, the value of certain things are, you know, it's it's tough to put a value on some of these older songs that were never a hit. I mean, <laughs> how right. do you do, – listen, I'm not asking for Let It Be by the beat. I hope I don't even have to pay just by saying that, do I? No, <laughs> do I, don't I? Think, I don't think so. I hope you don't get a bill in the mail. <laughs> that would, Paul, Sir Paul McCartney will send us a bill. You know, I heard that. I heard you say Let It Be, and then we'll know at least one person's listening. I hope he heard, heard it. I hope <laughs> yeah, he heard. we're hoping that they heard it. But uh, anyway, we were talking uh, as we started uh, about the 900 cars in inventory this year. We'll head over a thousand cars that are coming in this year which is I, I may have said this before on the show, and of course there was nobody listening. So if the two people that are listening today are listening, then they'll know that uh, you know I've repeated myself. But I said to my partner when we first partnered up to do Classic Automall, he owns the building that we're in. I said to him, I said, well, won't it be funny in the day I come to you and tell you we're going to need to add on to the building? <laughs> and he looked at me like I was the biggest idiot on the planet. Right. He looked at me like, "Are you? have you lost your mind? Mm-hmm. The other day we were talking and he said, we may need to add on to this building. <laughs> well, you can go out, right? You can't go up. We can't go, can go up, out. but we can go out. We have 40 acres uh, here. Uh, and then we also had the 12 acres across the street, mm-hmm. which was the old turnpike exit. So uh, we could build a bridge over to – A tram. A, a tram over to Building 2 across the way. And then the tram could also take you to the new casino. The Hollywood Casino Morgantown is opening up. Looks like any day. The signs are up. Yeah, they the, said December. So yeah. it's, uh, they're working hard on it. Yeah, I'm saving my money, man. I'm well, I'll save it. That's yeah. probably a good idea. Yeah, we. Uh, I'm a video poker guy. I'm not a slot machine I like guy. That. I love video poker, mm-hmm. and I don't play blackjack because I don't know, nobody cares. But I don't play blackjack because I don't want the guy next to me going, uh, "Hey, man, you took my card." Right? No, I didn't. I took my card. Yeah. I had a gut feeling about this. Yeah. I, I'm going to hit on a twelve, yeah, you know? <laughs> or whatever <laughs> right. it is. You know, it's one of those things that uh, you know, I'm not a big gambler, but I like to go and enjoy myself and play. And I love video poker because I'm just playing against the machine and and uh, anything and so today we have no guests coming up on this segment two and three it's just going to be me and steve chit-chatting and talking all things cars and we'll talk about some of our new inventory and we'll talk about uh, uh our four on the floor segment where it's our trivia game that you get to guess what uh, car it is we're talking about based mm-hmm. on the cars that are actually live and on our our website so when we come back we'll talk more about that If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom 
and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we are back at the Classic Auto Mall podcast, live from beautiful downtown, halfway sunny Morgantown, <laughs> Pennsylvania. Wanted to give a shout out to all the veterans last week, and 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 thank you for all your service. Uh, you know, for all you do for us. Thank goodness that we have a country that has veterans and and you know our our host broadcast company down in atlanta america's web radio they are they are uh, you know just true blue veterans and then they're all uh you know really just proud of of our of everything and mm-hmm. and we just are so thankful for the sacrifices that were made over the years for our veterans and veterans day was thursday kathy kept saying you know we were going to be closed or that the bank was going to be closed on thursday i was like it's not thanksgiving yet you get the wrong week she goes no it's veterans day right so shout out to all the veterans and and thank you thank you thank you for your service and uh we uh i want you to know that we'd love to to hear your stories and and most of them are car guys too that's the cool absolutely thing true. you know absolutely you know, true. That, the car world is full of veterans. it really is mm-hmm. it's amazing how many guys that come in here and uh, uh, you know, have their hat on from their yep. uh, battleship, or you know, wherever they are. Son, we have a son who's in the Navy. Mm-hmm. I mean, not in the Navy. Goodness, he will kill me. No, uh, <laughs> He's wrong, in the Air Force. Wrong branch. <laughs> wrong branch. We have some other family members that are in the Navy or were in the Navy. Uh, Michael, our son-in-law, is in uh, the Air Force, and they're down in Abilene, Texas, in the middle of nowhere. Almost, it feels like Abilene is tumbleweeds and uh, mm-hmm. you know, and a McDonald's and a Applebee's. I think. No. <laughs> well, shout out to my family as well my uncle was uh is a vietnam vet his son did uh, desert storm oh wow and his other son was um uh, uh recon marine at uh, in shock and awe he was right. first in in iraq wow. so, uh, and they're they're home and they're safe and, thank uh, goodness they thank do a goodness lot of work for veterans in the las vegas areas anybody listening in las vegas shout out to the las vegas veterans absolutely absolutely so we were talking about all this new inventory that we've taken in lately and my goodness i mean it's just it runs the gamut we took in a studebaker gran turismo hawk r2 supercharged uh, last week, or actually, we took it in a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. but it just went live on our website. Uh, we're a little behind. Uh, <laughs> I gotta check that one out. Yeah, it's really cool. It's red too. Okay, uh, and it's uh, you know it had the top performance package for the Hawks, the RS GT uh, Code Forty Six A, and it's fully documented. It was featured in the. There's a Studebaker book called the uh, Gran Turismo uh, 1962 to 1964 Gran Turismo mm-hmm. book, and this one is in beautifully restored condition. Uh, it's got all the correct badging. Uh, it's there. It's unknown how many of these survived. Uh, lot, they think that less than ten, and certainly not any in the condition of this one. Uh, I, there's even though there's a very active Studebaker club in the country and in the Delaware Valley, actually, I think they're underappreciated. It's an underappreciated brand, especially absolutely. the trucks. Too. I love the trucks. Oh, absolutely. The Studebaker trucks are really, really cool. cool. They are really, and they have such a unique look to them. Mm-hmm. They always make you do a double take. That's right. You know, when you see a one of those, you think, "Oh my goodness, what is that?" Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, um, check that out. That's on our website and uh, and on our showroom floor as well too. Um, what else do we take in? Cool. The, oh, the twenty nine fifty five touring buick that we took in i think we talked about that mm-hmm. last week um we took in a really neat looking little factory five uh, 34 ford convertible coupe if you will it's got a remote 
<clears throat> excuse me, a removable hardtop, and uh, really just a cool car. I, I really always like the stance and the look of those. Uh, they really have a just a I don't know. They're they're more of a you know a, a channeled and, and mm-hmm. as opposed to a high boy uh, that you would see that sits on top of the frame. A channeled car is the one that it's got cut out so it actually sits down. The body sits yep. down on the frame. So listen to how much my hot rod knowledge is. Yeah, way, way more than me. That's <laughs> I'm not. A, I I've just learned to start appreciating hot rods. They're, they're like a lot of things, you know. Yeah. It's like country music. People say, well, it's all twang. Well, it's not all twang, you know. And same with hot rods. They're not all the same. And mm-hmm. you really appreciate what uh, what the work and quality goes into it. But you also appreciate original cars, too. And we've got a di- some dynamite original cars. Um, we've got a uh, – we just got this one in, and it's really fantastic. Um, it's a super deluxe convertible, but it's got some late model stuff. It's, it's a – you know, it's – it's kind of a I don't know what you call it. It's a quasi street hmm. rod, but it's got a later model engine in it. I think it's got a three hundred five uh, in it, hmm. and uh, but it looks fairly stock. And that's you know I like that look of the stock car. I'm I'm a purist in a lot of senses, but I appreciate the hot rods and the work that went into them. And talk about some hot rods that we have here. My goodness, we had a steel bodied Willys that we sold last week wow. that uh, we had talked about on last week's mm-hmm. show, and it actually sold last week. Um, that was the seven hundred no a thousand horse power donovan block right. and then and then we also got in a fiberglass bodied willies uh and those willies people don't understand to find a steel bodied willies is almost unobtainium mm-hmm. you know it's very very difficult to find um so anyway those uh, one of them's gone and one of them the fiberglass one is still here we also took in and it's just on our website as well too is a hummer h1 alpha and this is, you know, alpha dog. I mean, this thing. Is that is, the black one? Yeah. This thing. You put it on Facebook, it got a ton of reaction. Oh, my gosh. It's just, it's an amazing vehicle. And the prices are, whoo, they are way <laughs> up there. I didn't, you know, it's one of those things that until something comes in here, I, I don't have mm-hmm. the luxury anymore of leisurely reading right. car and driver or road <laughs> and track or Hemmings. Yeah, Hemmings. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love Hemmings, and I love to go through every page, but I don't, This my stack of magazines, is frightening and the problem what happens now is that from a magazine standpoint i have to look at things in there i have to kind of thumb through the index and say that's something that affects my business directly i need to read that that's a car we have in stock Mm -hmm. or that's something that a company we do business with there's an article about or something that that tweaks me that says you need to read that because to leisurely read all that other stuff i'm on the internet all day long reading with three screens I was counting up how many computers I had, and it was just stupid. I mean, I've got computers everywhere. <laughs> That's the trend. Yeah, I know. And the two big screens, and by the end of the day, my eyes are bloodshot. I mean, I am just, you know, worn out. So the last thing I'm going to go home and do is read. Right. So when we go to Barnes & Noble, my wife says, why are you buying another book? <laughs> you got stacks of magazines. you got stacks of books. You know, it's one of those things. So anyway, uh, I digress from that. Uh, another new consignment we took in, a 58 Triumph TR3. Those are the ones that when you're driving along, you feel like your elbow is rubbing the ground because it's got that low cutout <laughs> yep, door yep. and just a little beautiful little car. And then a 27 Ford Track T. Uh, those are neat. They're just they're they're little. They look like little bullets. Uh, it's mm-hmm. yellow, okay. um, really beautifully engineered. You know, documented build. Um, just a just a wonderful wonderful car. So check out those and and all the other cars that we got in. And you know we're we're like I said we're running about two weeks. It takes us about two weeks to get a car online from start to finish anymore. I mean think about all the effort that goes into it. We've got a 
I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying anything like, you know, we're patting ourselves on the back, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's a lot of work to get mm-hmm. these things done. And that's okay. That's what we've chosen to do. I'm not complaining. And every right? car gets the same treatment. Every so. car gets the same treatment. Your pride and joy is it's our pride and joy. <laughs> You'll get sick of hearing that, of course. Right. Uh, but it's true. I mean, if you've got a $5,000 car or you got a $5 million car, and I say this all the time, then we're going to give it the same credence we're going to mm-hmm. give it the same amount of pictures we're going to you know some cars you can only take so many pictures before you run out of things to take pictures mm-hmm. of uh, but we're going to show all the good and the bad of any car that we have here if there's a rust bubble on it we can show it we'll show it it's hard to show certain imperfections though in paint that's always a difficult thing and that's why you know a lot of people like to come some people are okay with it some people like to come and see the car in person right. or have it inspected by a third party which is you know I, I get that because you know it's you know if you're on west coast i mean our pictures are all pretty and all that and yes we show undercarriage stuff but try to show orange peel in a photograph it's very difficult to show Mm -hmm. now we can certainly tell you about these things and we try to in our description and we try to do our best to you know document everything and tell everybody everything that's that's good or bad about the car it's true if i could just say and putting together these four on the floor things and looking for clues within the and i'm reading all these descriptions and there's a section called drivability right and if the car's not running right, we, we you say it. Yeah, we oh, say it. It's got a miss. Yeah, it's whatever. got a knock in the engine. And right. and and people say, well, well, fix it. Why don't you fix it? Mm-hmm. Well, it's not it's yours. not always that simple. First of all, financially may not make sense for the people that own the car. There may be a time in their life or something that they can't fix, or it's an estate car, and mm-hmm. then there's no money to really fix it. Or right. you know, they just they or they've been through it, or they're just done. They want to sell it as it is. And you know, people say, well, I'd like to do this, or I'd like to do that, or I'd like to talk, you know, talk to the owner. Well, the reason that we sell for people and the reason we get so many consignments is is they don't want to do all that they Mm -hmm. want us to do it now if there's something with the car that's a safety issue something from from that standpoint then we're going to recommend that they fix them but if it's a cosmetic thing a lot of times it doesn't make sense to fix it because what i'll do is i'll say to them look if you want twenty thousand dollars for this car and there's a five hundred dollar repair on it, so take nineteen five mm-hmm. or take nineteen two fifty or whatever to to eliminate the headache and the hassle of fixing the car. So, you know, it's one of those things that uh, you got to make choices. But we 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 advertise them correctly. And you know, it, that leads me to something else that I, I want to bring up and I've been meaning to bring up uh, is the fact that our pricing on our cars. So. We get people who say, oh, your prices are too high on this car. This That particular car is, you know, that's way overpriced. You don't know what you're talking about. And first of all, we don't set the prices. First of all, the consigner sets the prices. Now, do we try to guide them in directions of where we think the car will sell? Well, sure we do. But guess what? A lot of times we're wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of times we'll say, you know what, that's not a $50,000 car. It's a $40,000 car. And the guy says, well, I think it's a $50,000 car, and that's where I want to sell it. And by golly, it sells for $50,000. So what do we know? Because this is an emotional thing when people buy a car, and it's not always about the money. You know, it's not always about the price. It's sometimes it's just about what they want and when they want it and how they want it. So it's not something that uh, you can put a price on because – and every car is different. You know, if you have – and I've said this before. If you have 20 2019 white Toyota LE Camrys right. and they all have the same mileage and all have the same options, then those cars are all pretty much the same car. You take two sixty nine Camaros, even if they look exactly the like, they've had different restorations at different times. I mean, there's so many variables on these things. Mm-hmm. These cars are all basically one of one. Yep. Because the way a guy did it or when he did it, the age of the restoration, the age of the car, how many miles it had on it before it started, how many miles it has on it now, uh, all that it can't be one minute, Ethan. 
I'm just getting on a roll here. <laughs> <laughs> One minute to commercial. One minute to commercial, dadgummit. Just when I was in, I lost my train of thought there. So anyway, when we come back, we're going to talk about more lost trains of thought and all those fun things and all the things that I was supposed to talk about in segment one and two that I haven't gotten to because I keep jibber-jabbering about jibber-jabbering. That's my favorite line in, in, in uh can't think of the name of the show. Oh, The Big Bang Theory. Okay. <laughs> Great show if you've never watched it. For the sophisticated comedians yeah. and all of us. Anyway, when we come back, we're going to talk more cars with our, uh, our producer and uh, co-host, Steve. Talk to you soon. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com, or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Hey folks, this is Victor with the On Point with Victor show. Make sure you listen every Tuesday 1 to 2, only right here on America's Web Radio, the On Point with Victor show. Remember folks, I'm not angry, I'm just right. And you can find out why every Tuesday from 1 to 2, the On Point with Victor show, only right here on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we are back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast live, if you're listening on Saturday morning, November the 13th, between the hours of 9 a.m. and 10 a.m. Otherwise, we're not live. We're on, you know, podcast world, wherever that is, and we're Spotify and uh, Apple, Apple and all the rest. All the, <laughs> see, you say that, too. It's uh, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, all. I don't either. I don't know them all. We need to find those out. Ethan, that's a good job for you. Let's find out all the. <laughs> get on that. Get on that right away. I need a report. <laughs> Stat. Five minutes. Um, so anyway, talking about some of the new inventory uh, we've taken in. So our trivia game that we do is called Four on the Floor. And uh, it's the new trivia game here at the Classic Auto Mall podcast where we give you four clues about an exact car that's in Classic Auto Mall offered for sale right now. Now, the problem is, is if this daggum thing sells tomorrow. We're keeping an eye on that. <laughs> we're yep. we're going to track all these things, so we'll we'll keep an eye on that as well, too. So we'll talk about that. And just so you know, the the <laughs> I don't think people got the memo, but the Chariots of Fire Turkey Run car show has been postponed till next week, but yet I'm seeing a bunch of cool old cars pulling into the parking lot. we got line. a nice little show going yeah, on. Yeah, we got our own little show, and I think and we have our own car show inside, always. so always have a car show here. So doesn't matter what's going on in, in the parking lot or not going on in the parking lot. We always have the show here. So anyway, back to our four on the floor segment. So it's a trivia game, and the first one, or, or anybody that can come up with this, uh, will give you a hat or a T-shirt. Um, last week's was the 91 Callaway Corvette. It was. Yeah. It that was. Was you want pretty... to give the clues again? Yeah. So the car might be ideal for the golf course. Get that? Callaway. Oh, Callaway's father. Is it? Is it? Oh, is yeah. it the same family? Yeah. Reeves Callaway, the son. Oh. His dad is the one who's Callaway Golf. I didn't know that. And then bring, bring, bring a bug repellent if you visit the place where this car was modified. Uh, what's it called? Old Lyme? Old Lyme, Connecticut. Connecticut. Lyme disease. 
disease. Yep. Is that where they're, okay. That's where they originated. Fraternal, fraternal or identical, and that's because it's a twin turbo, oh. 1991 Callaway. Yep. And an earlier version of this car wielded a famous hammer. That'd be the sledgehammer. The sledgehammer prototype which was, was sort of the prototype for this, which one. was the baddest car in the at the time, right? I mean, there was nothing the baddest of the baddest. Uh, I'm, st- I'm still it probably ranks up there, you know. And I mean, this one has some of the features of the of the sledgehammer, some of the bodywork and stuff. And it's, I mean, it's sitting out here. I can't believe it hasn't sold. I know, it's I an know. awesome it's car. This one of those things that takes the right buyer, yep, and the right yep. person, and maybe people aren't, you know, they see it and they go, "Oh, that just looks like another green Corvette." You know, that's the problem that you have with a lot of cars that are offered for sale. Like, say you got a, we were talking low mileage stuff you got a 77 cadillac <clears throat> coupe de ville right for the most part you know for me it's not a car i'd really be interested in or one that i would be looking for some people are and that's cool your pride and joy is our pride and joy uh but um uh the ones that have 22 original miles or 2000 original miles then it becomes valuable but people walking by it may mm-hmm. not know that that's why people put those you know, if they offer a car for sale, they've got on the window, you know, you know, 22,000 original miles, four-speed transmission, blah, 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 you know, all the different things. Four, of course, you wouldn't have a four-speed manual in a 77 Cadillac Coupe de Ville. But that's why people put those on there because they want people when they're, you know, looking at a car at an auction or for sale, a car you might not normally stop for. Mm-hmm. You might stop for if you knew it had low mileage. That's right. A lot of them were just sort of uh, everyday daily driver day dr- car. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's another segment that yep. we're going to talk about as well, too. But anyway, so back to our four on the floor for this week. Uh, so uh, podcast at classicautomall.com is the website or the uh, email address to, to – to, uh, so you know, Submit an answer. Answers for this, but also to submit questions or, or show ideas or guests or if you want to be a guest or just whatever you want to do, chit-chat with us about so this week's clues um for uh this will be november the 13th um the first clue is when driving this vehicle bring a down jacket with you as a tribute okay that's interesting as a tribute uh you might want to bring a tennis rackets too for the same reason whatever you do leave the juice at home you're beginning to see more of this make and model on the road wow so that's for really (laughs) that's not stuff you can just google no. I like that. See, right. I like you got to do your homework. So so basically, what, ooh, there's a 65 Riviera. Just pulling in, <laughs> sorry. Um, and that's not what the answer is to the, no, it's to the four on the floor. But anyway, so let's go back through the, the clues of our four on the floor for the week. So the first person to send an email to podcast at classicautomall.com gets either a T-shirt or hat. You tell us what you want. And uh, to, to identify the year-making model of the car that's in Classic Auto Mall that fits this clue. Number one, when driving this vehicle, bring a down jacket with you as a tribute. Uh, You might want to bring tennis rackets, too, for the same reason. Hmm. Whatever you do, leave the juice at home. You're beginning to see more of this make and model on the road. And you know what? That leads me to something. This is something that would be well served to be on our our social media and our website because – if you're, they might have to go back and listen to the clues again, and it might be easier just to see it or read it or whatever on our social media. Now we're we have new social media accounts on Instagram. Um, we've got Facebook, not yet. We're going to do Facebook, uh, TikTok. TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know nothing about TikTok, by the way. Oh. I mean, other than a clock makes that sound. Okay. <laughs> or a TikTok tack. It, it's huge in the Say world. Say TikTok tack really fast. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, TikTok tack is uh, a tack, a tachometer. It's a little mint, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> No, no that's a tic tac. Uh, tic tac. Yeah, tic tac. You got you know, you got not tic tac. You're putting the emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> 
But anyway, um, I'm just making sure the card that we gave clues to is still. Oh in, yeah, in, please uh, do because I wrote that a couple weeks would, ago. Yeah, I would seem rather foolish. So I, I, I would appreciate these being written five minutes before the show starts. <laughs> so get on that. Uh, no, it's um, so anyway. Uh, check those sites, and if you if you have the answer, uh, email us at podcast at classicautomall.com. Podcast singular, not plural. P o d c a s t at classicautomall.com, and uh, tell us how smart you are. You figure out these clues that I half the time don't figure out myself so i think i have an idea about that one though i'm i'm pretty sure i do are you finding the car by the way it is is here okay still here it's still here it may have a deposit on it but it's still here and it's still on our website which is the most important thing so people ask why is the car still on your website if you have a deposit on it well because sometimes things don't go all as planned so a guy agrees to buy a car and puts a 500 hundred dollar deposit on a car we hold the car for them for a few days not you know nothing much longer than a couple of days Mm -hmm. uh in fairness to other potential buyers and in fairness to the consigner to the person that owns the car um so uh, you might see it on our website or on other sites and you might call up and you might get the response that well we already have a deposit on that car uh but let us take your name and number and if something happens uh then we will reach out to you and let you know that it is still available or not still available or whatever the case may be or we got another one in that's similar to it and it might be of interest to you as well too because you know the problem that you run into is that you know, a lot of people these days are financing classic cars. And that's something we'll talk about in a further episode or future episode, a further episode, future episode, uh, that a lot of people are financing classic cars. Didn't used to be the case. You know, my grandfather would think that was just ludicrous to to finance a toy, you know? Right. right. (laughs) Of course, he'd also think it was ludicrous what I paid for my brand new uh, GMC pickup truck, but that's a whole nother story. Well, borrowing money is still relatively inexpensive. It really is. some collectors who actually do not pay cash, could pay cash. Right. Who finance a car because borrowing is cheaper, cheaper than... Cheaper than... Yeah. I mean, if you can get money at 2% or 3% or whatever it is, I mean, you can't... You know, it's 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 not a bad way to go. Meanwhile, you're making interest, you know... Exactly. On, on, if you're making 5 or 6 or 8% on your money, then hello. Yeah. And, it's, it's, it's sort of counterintuitive, but that's exactly how how collectors, serious collectors do it. Oh, sure. And they also have ways of registering their cars and under corporations and LLCs and businesses. And, and a lot of guys have dealer licenses that aren't aren't really in the true sense of a word even a dealer right. for that matter they're just guys who buy buy and sell a lot of cars mm-hmm. and uh you know want to have the luxury of being able to do that and not have to get them titled and registered and all those good things and uh that's one of the things that uh people do but you know talking about the financing side of it um you know we utilize about three or four different companies on a fairly regular basis jj best uh is one of them who we do a lot of business with them uh and then uh collector car lending is another one um uh, Lightstream, uh, that's the uh, SunTrust Bank one, which is not SunTrust anymore because SunTrust and BB&T merged. Mm-hmm. That's another useless bit of trivia that I have <laughs> in my head, only because I bank with them is the only reason I know that. Okay. But uh, but anyway, um, uh, so we get a lot of financing. But So a guy will put a deposit down on a car, and for whatever reason, maybe the financing doesn't go through. Maybe he's you know forgotten about 10 different other things that he's got on a payment program, and so he, he's not able to get financed. And usually... That's the reason that that they will uh, they will kick you know a deal will not happen is because somebody just doesn't qualify for the financing or they're a little too young or they you know people get all starry eyed when they walk in here I mean they get so excited and you know make a decision I'm going to buy that car and I'm going to give you a deposit and they go home and they realize they don't have garage space or their kids in college or- the other problem is with some of the more modern classics I ran into this problem I was mm-hmm. trying to buy a Cyclone last year is that the 
uh, what is it? The NADA? Right. The value. Right. The bank looks at the value at NADA. Right. It's no different than insurance. I mean, right. you, you know, in insurance, in collector car insurance, you want to go with a company that has what they call agreed value. And that means that you agree on the value of the car. There's not a, a dusty book when your car gets mm-hmm. totaled that some guy grabs off the shelf and says, well, your car's only worth, you know, $10,000. I don't care if you paid $50,000 right. for it. And the same thing with, with financing and banking. We've run into that before where, you know, a guy's wanting to buy the car. He's willing to pay X amount of dollars and the, and the appraisal comes back. And for some reason it's low. I, you know, it doesn't make a lot of sense, especially on some of these cars that are resto mods and customs and things like that. Really, how do you put the value on those things? And so a guy will be willing to pay X amount of dollars, but then the bank will say, well, we're only going to loan you half of that. Well, the guy doesn't have, maybe he doesn't have all the $20,000 to come up with. And if the bank says that, then, you know, it must be so. I mean, you know, I always look at appraisals like this. There are house appraisals there's uh, jewelry appraisals mm-hmm. you go buy your wife a five thousand dollar diamond ring and you go have it appraised usually it's going to appraise at ten or twelve thousand dollars now it doesn't mean you can sell it for that right. but that's the replacement value, value of it. Right. so you got to look at it that way i mean if you've got a car that a guy spent one hundred and fifty thousand dollars on on the restoration and he's selling it for 50 and the appraisal comes back at 20 mm-hmm. well i mean you couldn't duplicate that car for 20,000 right. you couldn't duplicate it for 50,000 mm-hmm. so i mean it's 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 a disservice it's tricky you could, we, we, yeah. like you said we could we could do a whole show uh-huh. on not only appraisals but insuring cars and and assessing values and things like that. Exactly, because uh, you know, and, and and appraisals, you know, they're like some of them are very opinion based. I mean, they're not based on. Yeah, you can say, okay, there's one that sold at X Y Z auction, or there's one that sold, you know, retail for this, but really doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what the value is 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 what the effort and money was put into it to to get it to that point. People will say, well, my car is just like that. I spent fifty thousand dollars restoring my seventy Chevelle, and I see one at Barrett Jackson that was not much nicer, and it was sixty thousand dollars. So you know, mine should be worth fifty. Well, maybe the guy that got sixty thousand for his put a hundred and sixty in it. Yeah, and I and I wouldn't look at Barrett Jackson as the uh, the, Barometer. the bellwether yeah, either because yeah. uh, while there is some there is some movement in the market based on what goes on at Barrett Jackson, it's not it's not always market value. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. Hey, one of the other things that we forgot to to talk about uh, was the. Um, uh, last week we had uh, Emily uh, Lambert on from the Cobra Experience, right. and they've offered if you give a code on their website, which is winagt500.org, and they're giving away a '68 Shelby GT500 KR Coupe, and it's red and it's gorgeous. Uh, it's an amazing car. Go on their website to check it out. But uh, they're offering a 25% more tickets if you use CAM11 as your code uh, when you when you buy tickets. And you go onto their website, winagt500.org, and uh, this benefits the Cobra Experience in Martinez, California, which is an amazing place. Go on their website and check out cobraexperience.org as well, too. It's really a cool spot and uh, got some neat stuff. Is it going to look bad if I win that car? Uh, <laughs> yeah, having, that's what I – that was my first question. Yeah. I'm not sure how that all works. And, you know, <laughs> you know you're, if you're the manufacturer of something or the uh, – I don't know how that works exactly. We right. could probably – it's for 
for a charity, so I would yeah. think that we could probably win. So, uh, but anyway, go on their website and uh, and check out our website as well too, classicautomall.com If you haven't been to our site and and all the other places where we advertise our cars, I mean we are everywhere. We advertise our cars. You can't believe how many different websites we're on. Uh, we're on Hemmings. We're on ClassicCars.com. We're on um, uh, uh, Dupont Registry. Mm-hmm. We're on a James Edition, which is a, a European uh, website. Uh, we're on Auto Trader Classics. We're on eBay all the time. We're, mm-hmm. I mean, we are every. We were on sixty plus websites. So when you bring your car to us, we're advertising. I mean, if you spent the money, we figured it up. We said this, I think, a couple of weeks ago. It'd be like forty five hundred dollars out of pocket to advertise everywhere that we do and do whatever we do. Wow. So pretty amazing that. Uh, um, uh, you get all that value right. uh, from Classic Automall. So, um, and you know, we advertise on all those places because you just never know where you're going to find the next buyer. You know, you just don't know what the next person's going to be looking at. Or, I think there's one. There's Old Ride. Uh, there is uh, Old Cars Weekly, which is the the magazine that's similar to the paper edition mm-hmm. that's still you know like a him. I still almost. pick it up. I do too. Oh. It's still got some interesting stuff, and mm-hmm. we still get. It'd be surprised how many people still read that, and Hemmings as well too. I don't. I imagine that people don't read it cover to cover like they used to. I remember back in the old days, you could get you could opt in for first class del- mail delivery on Hemmings. Uh-huh. That way, you got it before anybody else, right. and that way you could call the guy in Sacramento who had the '69 Mustang yep. th- Boss 302, and you could be the first one to call him because you got the Hemmings magazine before anybody mm-hmm. else did. And that was back in the days before pre-internet and and all of that. All stuff. All good bathroom reads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's funny. I had a friend of mine who. It was in the classic car museum business in Missouri back in the day, back in the 80s. And the reason he got out of it wasn't because the business wasn't successful or he wasn't enjoying it. It was because this was pre-internet. And anytime anybody took in a classic car at any car dealership in the country or had a question about a classic car, they would call him. And it got to the point where all he was doing all day long was answering phone calls about what to do with this old car that they, this dealership took in or where can we find an air cleaner for a 1957 mm-hmm. Bel Air. And he said it got to the point it just drove him crazy. Mm-hmm. It was just every day. It was just, you know, just absolutely too much. So he... Um, he decided to get out of the museum business and bought a, a warehouse uh, down in the industrial park and uh, no signage, no nothing. And mm-hmm. he had his, all his cars there and it was just for him and his buddies. So, you know, how cool is that? So, um, but anyway, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, more things automotive, uh, some upcoming uh, things that are happening here at Classic Auto Mall. We'll talk about the cars sold this week. Uh, uh, we're hoping that we don't know who next week's guest will be. Uh, hopefully it won't just be me and you rambling, <laughs> but uh, right. uh, we're hoping to have somebody on we'll get that on social media uh as soon as we can and as soon as we know and uh, we'll see you back here in a couple minutes hello my name is rick white and i'm the director of the georgia military veterans hall of fame i want to encourage all georgia veterans to consider being nominated to the georgia military veterans hall of fame and if you are a georgia veteran and the definition of a georgia veteran is either you were born in the state of georgia or you've lived here 10 years or you were raised your right hand and joined the military in this state you are considered a georgia veteran for further information go to www.gmb hof.org or you can contact me at 678-427-0915 we'd love to have your nomination for the georgia military veterans hall of fame thank you so much ladies and gentlemen boys and girls of all ages join me roger b every tuesday at 1400 hours right here on america's web radio for the locked and loaded show we will talk about guns weapons ammo gun accessories prepping and so much more so be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. 
You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we are back, maybe now, and we are back. <laughs> we are back nonetheless. Nonetheless, we are back. So where have we sold cars to this week? This right. past where, where did week? they go? Where did they go? How do it know? Parish, New York. Ronks, R-O-N-K-S, Pennsylvania. I have no earthly idea. Never heard of it. But you know who would tell me? Mr. Google. Mr. Google. Dr. Google. Dr. Google. Dr. Google will tell you everything Dr. that you Google want to know. Dr. Google owns the world, apparently. My wife, is. you talk about getting stared daggers at it. <laughs> when I say, she'll say, um, wonder why the sky is blue. <laughs> well, there's only one place that you can know that you can go to, right there. You used have, to be encyclopedias. It used to be encyclopedias Books. and having to go to the library. Yeah, the library. Who goes to the library anymore, I Sad, would imagine. Actually. You know, but there are still things that aren't on the internet. Mm-hmm. There are books that I have about cars, about the history of a particular car, That's about true. numbers, about the matching, you know, what the car was born as, mm-hmm. uh, that are still not on the internet. They might be on the internet, but they're not on there yet. Those guys just bypass the whole line did you see that yeah oh they, did. they don't they don't need to sign in <laughs> they don't need to sign in they're too important um so there's there's things that are not on the internet yet but i i give it another five years and then every i think everything is going to be there i mean i guess you could put it on there on your own accord too yeah right? there's you know wiki I, mean? I think is that you can do those things where you put things on and i don't understand how that works is there a wikipedia about our show and me and, not yet <laughs> will we have we'll, we'll get there okay yeah. all right cool put that on your list ethan <laughs> all right so where else do we sell cars? Ronks, Pennsylvania, I said. Uh, New Fairfield, Connecticut. Brookhaven, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Alamuchi, New Jersey. Wherever the heck that is. Two to Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. Um, Charlotte. Charlotte. That big car town. Oh, that's a big car Holy town. Cow. That that uh, Hornet's Nest uh, <laughs> division of the AACA, they're the the uh, club that's down there. Amazing. They put is on it NASCAR a, down there too. NASCAR. All the NASCAR I mean, teams are there. They've incredible. got Charlotte's a really booming area. Yep. It really is. It's a neat town mm-hmm. and uh, got a lot of cool things going on yep. down there. Uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. All right. Shackleford's, Virginia. Southwest Ranches, Florida. Hamburg, Pennsylvania, Bristow, Virginia, I guess I said that properly, Kent, Kentnersville, Pennsylvania. Yep, that's Bucks County. Yeah, Naples, Florida, Fairhope, Alabama, and that's way down. That's okay. L.A., uh-huh. <laughs> Lower Alabama. Okay. Never heard of it. <laughs> you never heard of L.A. until you heard of Lower <laughs> right. Alabama, right? And North Reading, Massachusetts. So we have a Reading just north of us here, about yep. 15 miles, but that's North Reading, north Massachusetts. Redding. So that's where cars went this week that we sold, and... Uh, where they came from is everywhere. We've gotten consignments from further and further distances. You know, had one come in from Texas. Had a guy call yesterday from California who's going to send us his car. And and we 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 like to talk to people about that and, and and encourage them to bring their car a further distance. I mean, we know people. You and I both know people that send their cars to the West Coast for car shows, sure. uh, be it Pebble Beach or something pretty big, or even auctions. You know, mm-hmm. where you you uh, send a car to a sale out in Monterey and yeah. you have a reserve on it, and if it doesn't sell you ship it back and no different for us and you know we were talking about the pricing of cars earlier and one thing i wanted to touch on and i didn't uh was the fact that if you went to an auction or let me let me rephrase that if you were considering going to an auction and on the website of the auction it had what everybody's reserve of their car was you probably wouldn't go because you'd say all of those cars are overpriced mm-hmm. well they get on the block at the auction, and then the car you wanted a hundred thousand for is stalled at eighty thousand or eighty-five thousand. So you think I'm going to let that car go. 
So you kind of did a disservice to a potential buyer because if you had it out there that it was a hundred thousand dollar reserve and you took eighty five, maybe the guy stopped looking when he may have paid ninety. Mm-hmm. Same difference with us, only it's not 90 seconds, 90 days. So you bring your car to us, and if you want to put a high price on it, we're going to allow you to do that for a period of time, and we're going to get offers, and we're going to call you and say this is where the offer is. And eventually, it's either going to sell, or it's going to come to a point where you're going to say, you know what, why isn't my car selling? Well, it's not selling because your price is too high. Let's lower it down incrementally and go from there. So. It's no different than an auction house, and you just get to see the reserve with us. But certainly, if you're interested in a car, at least make us an offer. Listen, things change. You know, what what today is $100,000, tomorrow might be $95,000, you know? And so, you know, situations change. Life changes. That's like when people say, why didn't you buy all these cars and put them away for all these years. Well, I didn't have the, you know, my life changed. I had, you know, a couple, three wives. I, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I always jokingly say, I'm, I hope I never have to buy another daggum vacuum cleaner. <laughs> but anyway, let's digress from that quickly. Yeah, right. um, but, you know, things change. And so all of a sudden, if you're, um, you've got a car for sale here, and something in your life changes, give us a call. You know, we'll 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 work with you. We'll try to lower the price to maybe get it to move along a little bit quicker. But you know, listen, we're willing to try it at, at the price that you you know you want in your pocket. You know, we're we're willing to do that because, you know, we don't know what they're worth a hundred percent of the time. Just because one sold, as I've said many, many times, mm-hmm. even today I've said, you know, just because another one sold that was similar to it doesn't mean it was the same car. So and you know, and then you get experts who'll tell you what things are worth and oh it's overpriced and I can buy one for half that price well then go buy it mm-hmm. you know i mean if it's if it's that readily available at half the price why are you talking to me right you know <laughs> listen we put them out there and we don't know what they'll ultimately sell for you know what they'll sell for if you're the consigner what you're willing to take and what i'm willing to pay you for exactly. it. and beyond that it, there's no way to predict it so and, and classic automall serves as that middleman sure so you don't dealing with offers directly you don't have to deal with people directly exactly and a lot of people just don't want to deal with that they don't want to deal with people coming to their house at all hours or you know what what do you do if a guy gives you a cashier's check you know Mm -hmm. and do you let him take the car and how do you know if it's any good um there's just so many pitfalls in this business let us handle it for Mm -hmm. you we can do it we are professionals we can (laughs) and your pride and joy is our pride and joy so and that's our tagline my buddy thanks to my buddy dave murray down in orlando at orlando classics i'm going to keep plugging you away you're going to probably want money from me someday (laughs) Royalty. Sorry, it ain't going to happen, pal. So I'll I'll use something else. I'll I'll change it around or something on you. No, thank you, Dave Murray. I said that to him one time when we were at the Simeon Museum auction. Bottoms was putting on down there, and I said, I said, you know, the way we look at it is your pride and joy is our pride and joy. You know, we're just and he goes, wait a minute, what'd you just say? I said, your pride and joy is our pride and joy. He goes, oh, you got to use it. (laughs) You got to use that. So we used it. Um, So. We had the car show that was canceled today, Pastor Weed's uh, Chariots of Fire uh, Turkey Run. But if you've got a club or a group and want to get together, you can host your car show here, too. We have 40 acres. We've got 28 of those are asphalt paved. Uh, we've got a 336,000-square-foot building. So we can handle a few people here. Uh, we can uh, have more than just uh, one group going on here before. We've had that happen before where we have a group in the front parking lot and a group in the back parking lot. And uh, so we've got the luxury of having the space to be able to host these events so reach out to us um 610-800-7000 uh 
210-901-3804-888-227-0914. And uh, I'm sure I got completely both of those wrong. Um, <laughs> I don't even know our own phone number. Uh, 888-227-0914 is the uh, uh, 800 number, if you will. And then uh, uh, 610-901-3804 is the regular number so and classicautomall.com is our website and our podcast if you want to reach us it's podcast at classicautomall.com that's our email address for the show and then just info at classicautomall.com man i'm just completely thrown out a gazillion things to everybody yeah do we have time for daily driven or or not we should we should talk about that because that's such an important thing that you brought up that i hadn't even ever even thought about Mm. is that people are having a hard time finding cars right now and so they're not readily available like they are but believe it or not inventory is way down way down go to any dealership they got nothing hardly but guess what we have cars that i didn't even think about this until you brought it up that are could be considered daily drivers they're special interest or collectible but they could be considered daily drivers you could you could use them on a daily basis i mean some of the daily drivers that we have in here now we got a 04 m3 bmw convertible beautiful car yeah 89 cadillac fleetwood a 94 sedan deville a 97 sedan deville an 02 sc430 lexus i know you have your eye on that. I, I do i do that's a great car white great. with that cognac interior weird and, weird but interesting yeah, and, and uh, great car. They were they were styled after a nautical kind of look oh, is about that right? them. That was the the high sills on the doors. You okay. know, the door is much yep. higher than a can't hardly put your elbow like a little bathtub, like a little bathtub. It's so, a hard top convertible. Right? A hard top convertible, yeah. yes, retractable hard top. If they say, and they think that that's new, go look at a retractable Ford from the fifties. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Complicated, very complicated cars, but uh, but interesting. So some of the other daily drivers category cars if you will and they're cool cars don't mm-hmm. get me wrong uh, a 99 cadillac escalade an 03 jeep rubicon we got a 12 uh, mini cooper convertible that's it was right. my sister-in-law's car from kansas city she she drove it and loved it and now she's got an fj40 i think or something mm-hmm. so we have, or an FJ. i think you have one of those we here, do too. we do we got a new FJ. we just got an fj40 in that's supposedly over the top it's not on our website yet uh we don't have pictures or description of right, it. right it's yet, modded and stuff. it's modded but it is supposedly you know well it's like that alpha h1 Hummer. I mean, just a really bad boy car. We got a 2017 Camaro, a four cylinder with like three. Doesn't that thing have like 300 horsepower? Which one? The four cylinder Camaro. I think those oh, yeah. have like 300 and something I know, horsepower. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. Yeah. A couple of Benz CLK 430s, uh, a 650 BMW, an 06 GTO. I mean, these are cars that you could utilize on a regular basis. Uh, the some, GTO I put on there because it's automatic. Uh, if that yeah. was a stick, I might put it. Away. It's it's borderline collectible. Right. Right. You know, but it's a, still a great daily and car. An, yeah, an automatic is is you know not as desirable as a collector car, but however. If you're driving on a daily basis, it's very desirable because if you've done stop and go traffic Absolutely. with a manual transmission, your left leg is not appreciative of it. <laughs> it's a, it's a workout. So, um, but anyway, um, we've got some pickup trucks here that would make great daily drivers mm-hmm. and uh, all those other good things. So, be on the lookout on our uh, uh, social media sites for who our next guest will be, which we don't know. It's a mystery, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you on show number ten next Saturday morning at uh, nine a.m. Take it away, Steve. We appreciate you listening to our show. And don't forget, when you're in southeastern Pennsylvania, come visit us in person. We're open Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Wednesday is our late day, and we're open from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. 
Saturdays were open from 9 a.m. to noon, and we are closed on Sundays. You can reach us by telephone at 888-227-0914 or via email at info at classicautomall.com. To reach the show, again, podcast at classicautomall.com. And don't forget social media. We're on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook coming soon. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.